Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Hope you're having a fantastic Tuesday out there. I will not make the uh, Dave mistake and say it's Thursday today. (laughs) Today's Tuesday, just uh, for the record. Uh, And, of course, tonight is the big debate in South Carolina that will lead into the uh, primary in South Carolina on Saturday. And then just one week from today, Super Tuesday, will happen, including right here in the state of Utah. Uh, So we're going to watch that really close. As we go into the debate tonight, a lot of people are are looking at this and saying, okay, this is going to be a free-for-all. This is going to be, everyone's going to be throwing haymakers, uh, and they may well be right. Uh, But we're going to talk about a little different in terms of what the candidates are saying and what the candidates should be saying, not just uh, for tonight, but uh, really moving on through Saturday in South Carolina and then Super Tuesday next week. And so, Uh, The first thing to remember as you go into a debate in this kind of communication, uh, we saw a lot of shifts in the last debate uh, less than a week ago uh, as we watched Elizabeth Warren come out uh, really in a uh, very strong, very attack mode. And uh, whether that was to save her candidacy or whether that was an audition uh, for the vice presidency, uh, we'll, we'll break that down just a little bit. Uh, but let's start with some of the uh, some of the candidates that maybe aren't as well known or haven't been getting as much traction. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about what they're saying and then what they should say or should do. What's the key for them going into tonight? So let's start with uh, Minnesota Senator Amy Klobuchar. A lot of people uh, didn't even think that I would still be standing at this point. Uh, they didn't think I'd make it to the debate floor. Uh, but time and time again, because of all of you and because of the people around this country that want something different than the guy in the White House, we have won. All right. That's uh, Senator Amy Klobuchar. Uh, and again, she she's had some nice moments on the debate stage in the past. She hasn't really been able to uh, parlay those into significant momentum, either in the polls or in the delegate race. And I think one of the interesting things, uh, obviously, she's competing hard there in South Carolina. But again, not a lot of traction. I'm I'm honestly very surprised that the Klobuchar campaign has not been camped out here in the state of Utah. Uh, She is more in that pragmatist role. I think she's very appealing to a lot of uh, Democratic voters here in the state of Utah. She's a solutions person. She actually works a lot with Senator Mike Lee on the Energy and Natural Resources Committee. Uh, So there's a good relationship there as well. 
Um, not that Senator Lee would help a Democratic uh, candidate in a big way for Democrats here in Utah. Uh, but the interesting thing with Amy Klobuchar is she does have this Midwest appeal, this practicality. Uh, I think what she has to be careful of tonight, sometimes she gets a little overscripted, uh, a little too cute by half. She just needs to to lay out the vision and, and why she is the alternative. Clearly, Bernie Sanders has has cornered and, and uh, consolidated the lane in terms of the liberal end of the Democratic Party. Uh, she's really competing against Mayor Pete. She's competing against uh, Joe Biden, and she's competing against Mayor Bloomberg uh, for that more uh, center-left lane. Uh, last debate, she got into it a bit with Mayor Pete. I think what she needs to do is she needs to take on Bernie Sanders, not try to compete against Mayor Pete, uh, because you have to be likable to those folks if you're going to try to move them over. So it's not uh, good for her to go after Mayor Pete that way. All right, let's uh, let's go on to uh, Mayor Bloomberg, who has spent a little bit of time and a whole lot of money here in the state of Utah. Uh, here's me- his message when he was actually in the state of Utah. I didn't spend my whole career in politics, and I don't just go out and make speeches. I build teams, and I nurture good ideas, and I hold myself accountable for results. Like I said, I am the un-Trump. And that's how I've run my business, and that's how I ran New York City. All right, that's Mayor Bloomberg, and he's going to stay on that message, and he's got to have better answers for some of the challenging things uh, that he was uh, attacked with. Uh, He needs to be prepared because Elizabeth Warren is going to double down on uh, her swings at him tonight, so that will deal with everything from stop and frisk to uh, NDAs with uh, some of his female employees and so on and so on. Uh, But he needs to make sure he can counterpunch, uh, and then step forward in terms of his vision for the country and why he why he is the alternative to Bernie Sanders and ultimately uh, to take on President Trump. Uh, Bernie Sanders uh, is going to be in an interesting lane tonight. Uh, this will be the most heat he will take, I think, uh, as people start going after him. He is clearly the front runner now. It's a long, long way to go, especially because the Democrats divide things proportionally throughout uh, the primary process. He can't run up big leads uh, by winning states. So uh, he's got a long way to go. He's got a good ground game and, and a good consolidated base. Uh, but the challenge for him is going to be statements like these. We are going to raise the federal minimum wage to 15 bucks an hour. We're going to create millions of good paying union jobs by rebuilding our crumbling infrastructure. We are going to have high quality, affordable, universal child care. We're going to make public colleges and universities tuition free. We're going to cancel all student debt in this country. We will significantly expand funding for Planned Parenthood. All right. A lot of uh, a lot of free and a lot of giveaway and a lot of big government programs there. And I think uh, the, the math is going to be on display tonight. I, I suspect that Mayor Pete Buttigieg will pull out his uh, business background and start doing the math on uh, some of these things. So that's going to be the challenge for Bernie Sanders. Uh, the key for him tonight is to act presidential. The key for him is to create this vision that he can do this, that he can win and that he can govern in the White House. Uh, because those, again, on the Democratic side are looking at him saying, OK, 
okay, I like this, I like this, but can I really see him beating Trump? Can I really see him sitting in the Oval Office? So that's part of what the the uh, Sanders campaign has to shift to. While he's attempting to do that, Mayor Pete, I suspect, will come out swinging with statements like this. Senator Sanders believes in an inflexible ideological revolution that leaves out most Democrats, not to mention most Americans. I believe we can defeat Trump and deliver for the American people by empowering the American people to make their own health care choices with Medicare for all who want it. All right. So uh, Mayor Pete, again, he's going to try to take that pragmatic lane and say, hey, I can I can get this done in a reasonable, responsible way. He is going to take on Bernie head on, I suspect, and say, look, he's he's not only not right for the Democratic Party, he's not right for the American people, so he can't win. Uh, So that will be his argument. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden uh, is going to try to get his sea legs a little bit and uh, make his case, again, part of that pragmatic problem solver, solution oriented kind of approach uh, that's a little different from what Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren are serving up. When I'm president, I'm going to announce that we're going to every single solitary infrastructure project built will be green. Every single one. Not a joke. All right, that's uh, Joe Biden. Uh, and again, he's he's trying to remind people uh, of why they liked him before and, and why he would be the, the right choice uh, moving forward. Uh, again, in South Carolina, he continues to have the lead. Uh, latest polling just coming out, 27% uh, for Joe Biden, 23 uh, for Bernie Sanders. And interesting, Tom Steyer is sitting in third in South Carolina as of today. Uh, and so the former vice president is going to make that electability argument again tonight. He needs to stay out of the the rambling responses. He needs to be crisp and clear uh, with a vision and why he's the alternative uh, to the current front runner, Bernie Sanders. Uh, then on to Elizabeth Warren. I think Elizabeth Warren realizes her campaign has no lane left. Bernie has swallowed it up to her left and Bloomberg has taken it to her right. And uh, so she's going to focus on things like this. Millionaires and billionaires, maybe their property tax should include the real estate, but also the stock portfolio, the diamonds, the Rembrandt, and the yacht. Okay. She's going to tax everything is what uh, Elizabeth Warren's going to do. And I think she is really auditioning uh, to be Bernie's vice president. Uh, She's pretty good in the attack dog role. She did that very well in the last debate. And if you think of the last debate... Uh, Bernie Sanders got away pretty untouched, unscathed uh, because Elizabeth Warren was on the attack to Mayor Bloomberg and others on the stage. I mean, she had a nickname and a poke at every single candidate on that stage in the last debate. I suspect we'll see more of that uh, in uh, what lies ahead. And then finally, Tom Steyer. Uh, We will give Tom Steyer his due. He's uh, spent a lot of money in South Carolina. And ironically, he's running third in South Carolina. So we'll we'll give him his 30 seconds. Here's his pitch. Look, we know how Donald Trump is going to run for president. He's going to run on the economy. He's already told Americans last month in Florida, you don't like me and I don't like you. But you're all going to vote for me because the Democrats are going to destroy the economy in 15 minutes if they get in control. So let's be clear. I started a business by myself in one room. I didn't inherit a penny from my parents. I spent 30 years building that business into a multi-billion dollar international business. All right, that's Tom Steyer. Again, haven't heard a lot from him, uh, but he is spending a lot of money, is polling very well in South Carolina. 
And, and so uh, we'll continue to see how that plays out. That could be a big bounce for him. Could be a big bounce for uh, Joe Biden. If Joe Biden does well tonight, I think he'll win South Carolina. And then the dynamic shift going into Super Tuesday. The one thing I would tell all of the candidates tonight is that you it's one thing to, to tout what you are against. But ultimately, with the American people, you have got to create a vision of what you were for. And that's the one thing I would tell every candidate is, yes, you can spar, you can joust, you can poke it at the president, you can poke at your fellow uh, uh, colleagues on the stage. But ultimately, the American people want to know not what you're against. Tell me what you're for. What's the vision for the future? All right, we're going to step aside. When we come back, I'm going to tell you exactly what you should do when you don't feel like doing anything. The answer will surprise you. Stay with us on KSL News Radio.